0: Well, everybody having a good week? God is good, is He not? He is truly good. Just everything that's gone on in the service tonight just leads up to my, my message. And I'm doing a summer rerun tonight from last year. Um, a message last year that was entitled, The Root to Everything which is fear, and tonight I'm entitling my message F-E-A-R, and the anacronym to those four letters are false evidence appearing real, false evidence that appears to be real. Everybody say false, false evidence. Amen? And um, tonight, I, wanna, I want to, as, as, as I talk along this line, at the end of this, you'll know whether this message relates to you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Uh, actually, I want to lay hands on you. So if host we don't usually do that on Wednesday night, but if the host will be prepared and ready for that, I'm going to lay hands on people that believe that this message relates to them, and that tonight is a night of deliverance and the beginning of great victory over fear in your life. Amen? Amen? Um, <clears throat> when, when I was When I was first born again, and into the, I'd say the first probably, I don't know, twelve to fifteen years that I was saved. Um, I my perception of this born again life and things that a person has to deal with was, was a little tainted. <laughs> my, my perception of what life was really about and how the you know how what what the end result you know because in in the the world we live in. We want answers to something yesterday, and we want to feel good and everything to be all worked out, you know, and just sitting on the beach somewhere, sipping lemonade for the rest of our life. I mean, we just, we want life to be like that. And I I know it's not just me, but the longer that I live, I realize there's less lemonade (laughs) and more issues. The longer I live there 's just more stuff um, there's a verse of scripture that they, they probably won 't get on the board because i' just gonna, I was thinking about it during worship and um, <clears throat> you can go you can go back and look at this, but it 's found in Matthew chapter six and in Matthew six and verse <clears throat> 22 and 3, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, verse 22 and 3 out of Matthew 6, it says, the eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light, but if your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, your conscience, is darkened, there's a question here, how dense or how deep one translation says how deep is the darkness how deep does darkness go now <clears throat> the issue the, the deal is is that everybody has darkness if you're breathing right now you've experienced darkness in your life you were born into it you're born into darkness And the Bible's real clear about what that darkness is. It's the opposite of light. And the darkness is its connection is fear. And most people have things in their conscience that are darkened, and they're too afraid to allow those things to be exposed. And what, what I've realized is through the years is that the times of the most difficult attacks or things that I face, those times, actually, they weren't, they weren't God-inspired times, they were God-led times. See, Because God doesn't inspire an opportunity of darkness and fear and issues. He's not the God of fear. He's, not, he, he's the creator of all things, but he never created anything bad. Okay, Fear is a counterfeit of faith. It's the enemy trying to convince people that God isn't big enough to do what he said. Like the, the, my anachronym here, false evidence that is appearing real. So when you see something that looks like it's real, it, it's not. When, when, when it's rooted in fear, it's not really real because it's subject to change. And when I trust God and I believe God, the circumstances will change. But the depth of darkness and the depth of fear that is in the soul of a person, it has to be identified by the person. See, I always thought that, okay, somebody is going to come along and and prophesy over me. And, and, and I've had people prophesy over me and, the, and, and been great words and good things. And God uses prophetic ministry. And, it, and it's all good. Or I just thought that one day, you know, I was going to deal with this issue right here and somebody's just going to lay hands on me and boom, it's just going to go away. Well, laying hands is good. And tonight I'm going to lay hands on people because of what I'm teaching and I believe signs will follow as a result of that. Okay? But still at the end of the day, you've got to know what it is you're dealing with and you've got to run it off and keep it out. Because if you don't, it'll keep surfacing and resurfacing and resurfacing. And, and what will happen is things will wear you out and convince you that you can never get rid of issues in your life that are rooted in fear. Because fear is the root to everything bad that operates. It's the root. So we, want, we don't want to just cut things off at the surface like cutting a weed off at the ground and it springing back up. We don't want things to continue to spring back up. We want to be able to go to the root and do whatever it takes to get it up and boom get it up. So we're just going to address that tonight. Amen? <clears throat> False evidence appearing real. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6 2nd Timothy 1 and verse 6 therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind the amplified is a little wordier. God did not give us a spirit of timidity or of cowardice or craven and cringing and fawning fear. But He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind. A conscience, in other words, that's been liberated and free. God created your conscience to be free from darkness. So, when there's darkness and, and, and the light that is in you, I, I like the way the Amplified in that Matthew 6 that we read says, if the light that is in you is darkened, then the question to you is how deep is the darkness? How bad have you been affected in a specific way that's affecting your life and causing you to do things out of fear that are not of God? Reactions and attitudes and things, that we, the, the way we treat other people or the way that we you know we view life because when your perception in life is through fear you're going to miss it every time you're going to always miss the mark and get off of what God is trying to do so when we judge the way that our light has been darkened because of unrenewed areas of our mind then we just go after it we have the ability and 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 the power from God by the spirit of God by the word of God you know and the revelation that comes from that we, we have all of heaven backing us up to liberate our souls from darkness. So, I want to know how deep the darkness is. I can tell you that in, um, I always forget how long I've been saved. I, I've mentioned it so many times that I think I've missed it a, a bunch of times. I've said one thing and it was actually another, so I don't even say it anymore. But I've been, I've been born again for more than 35 years, somewhere. It's close to 40. 40. <clears throat> may even be 40, but I'm just not sure. I don't remember yet. Actually, I think, no, I, I know what it was. Yeah, it is. It's actually 39 years. I've not said it so much that we've gained a year. <laughs> it used to be 38, and now I've gained a year. So I've been born again for a long time. Yeah, well, my gosh. <clears throat> I, I met her in 1977, and I got saved in the spring Right before my high school graduation, and then we met at college in the fall. Whoa. <clears throat> so we've known each other for 39 years. Year. I did. Born again and born again. <laughs> uh, oh, now where was I? <clears throat> I was going to tell you some great revelation. Yes, she'd been an amazing influence. Um, What was I going to say? So, I've been born again for a long time. I know I said that. And, um, oh, so that I can remember five different times in 39 years, five different times God has revealed to me more of the darkness five different times that I that I that I can remember. God has revealed to me that there's more darkness. And see darkness sounds really bad, you know. Sounds like hor- no, it's just it is what it is. It's it's where what's trying to break through like in the light of God, in the light of His Word, what's trying to break through is trying to be quenched by darkened attitudes and, and, and knowledge that is not from God. It's trying to keep you and I from releasing. And five different times in the last 39 years, God's revealed to me darkness and areas and pockets of fear in my life. And interesting thing is, when God reveals something to you, <clears throat> when, when you get revelation on it, that's not the day that you get liberated. That's the day you start doing something about it, right? But just because, just because God shows me something doesn't mean I'm delivered, because you have to walk it out. Just because someone tonight, anybody that this message relates to you and it, you know that you're to have hands laid on you, that's not... The end result, that's where it begins. Amen. See, it begins right then. Then you take that, you believe that by faith, and then you walk it out. And that doesn't mean that the enemy just backs off and doesn't come at you and try to make you believe that what you were prayed over or what was identified to you was not real, and he's trying to convince you that it's really not gone, and see so you're because you acted ugly again. No, no, no. No, that's why we get to repent. When we make a mistake, I'm going to repent, and, and when I repent, I'm hearing Jesus say, now go and don't do that again, yeah. right? And, and every time I repent, that's what you need to hear. When you hear, when you repent to God about a specific thing, now you need to go with the expectation, I'm not doing that again. Right. And, and, if, and if you do it again 490 times, repent again on 491. Because I'm telling you, there's coming a day when you're going to be totally liberated from that and to another level. That's what I realized. See, I I was uh, under the impression that once somebody prayed for me or laid hands on me, everything was fine. You know what that does? You know what that causes you to do? It causes you to lie to people. So I heard you got set free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not really. Because if you don't realize it's something you have to walk out, then you got to cover all that mess up because now what are people going to think about you? Who cares what people think? After 39 years, I'm telling you, who cares what people think? It doesn't matter what another person thinks. I mean, you don't wake up every morning just to offend people, Right? But if somebody doesn't like something about your life or something that's going on with you, there's not, you, you can't live your life to please everybody. You just can't. It's impossible. we got to live our lives to please God. Right? And what pleases God is for you and I to be free from darkness. That's what pleases Him. That, that's what makes Him happy. I mean, He's pleased with you just like you are. But what really excites Him is for you to be liberated from darkness and to walk in the light every day of your life. That's what really excites Him. And God wants you and I liberated. Can you say amen? Amen. Romans 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, in taking these four verses and defining this, I'm, I'm going to use this an acronym again. False evidence appearing real. So, false evidence that appears to be real is viewed How? through our senses, right? Through your sense realm. So what you see, what you feel, what you taste, touch, what you hear, through your five physical senses, do you come in contact with things out there that are trying to tell you this is what's real and not this? See, because this that's written in the pages of this book that's revealed by the person of the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of God, which is the voice and the heart of the Father, talking to you. He said, for what the law could not do, in it, that it was weak in the flesh, God did when He sent Jesus. Right? So what Jesus accomplished was now for you and I to not be led or moved or controlled or manipulated by what we see and hear, but controlled and delivered and set free by what we know. For what the law could not do, weak weak as it was in the flesh, God did when he sent Jesus. But you know what? That's not enough for you and me. This verse of Scripture, verse 4, what it's saying is that it's not enough that Jesus did that for you to be liberated and free. Well, Pastor, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, here's the deal. Did Jesus destroy all fear? Absolutely. Is there fear that you're still battling with? Then why is it not gone? It's not enough that he paid the price for everything. It's not enough for it to be working in me. It's enough, it's enough. where where the price is concerned. But it's not enough for it to work in me. I've got to do something with what he did. And verse 4 says, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So there's two cycles, two worlds, two lives that are operating out here. There's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that's operational in the world, and there's the law of sin and death that's working out there. The law of sin and death is defined by the anachronym. The things that appear to be real are not real. They are, They appear that... It appears that the things in the natural that are trying to pull you down are more real than the power that God has to liberate your life. But the truth is, according to these four verses of Scripture, Jesus already did it. God already liberated you and I. Now, now it's up to us to do something with what He's accomplished. And the only way that I know to do that is in days or times... When I feel the weakest is where I learn how to stay an overcomer. See, if I whine and bawl and cry when things are hard, then I'm not learning how to break through to the top. And if I don't learn when I'm down how to break through to the top, keep my mouth shut, quit looking at what I see, continue to declare that God is greater than anything that I see, feel, or anything else, if I don't practice that in the difficult time, I'm talking about the times when I just want to quit, I want to throw the towel in. There's not a person sitting in here today that hasn't felt the urge to want to quit and give up at something that you're doing. It's in those times that if I don't press in, and, and learn to trust God on my own, it's, it's, it's good. You, you can let other people know what's going on in your life and just ask them to pray, but at the end of the day, what really matters is, what am I going to do when I don't feel like doing it? How am I going to react, and what am I going to deal with, with fear and the way fear operates? I heard this story a while back. Um, I was talking to my friend David Howard on the phone. and He was at a, He's a bull rider, and he was at a bull riding camp, and he preaches at bull riding camps around the country. And he was at this bull riding camp, and, and um, uh, you, you know the guys that are clowns in, bull riding, in, in the bull riding world? Well, they call those guys bullfighters now. They're not clowns anymore. They're bullfighters. And they have all kinds of schooling, and, and they're trained, and they're taught how... To de- how to how to distract the bulls so that when a rider falls that he doesn't get horned and, and hurt bad or run over or whatever, and uh, so at this camp that David was at, uh, they were training bullfighters, and there was a 17-year-old boy at this camp that was being trained to be a bullfighter. He wanted to do it. He had his parents' permission, and he was at this camp training to be a bullfighter. There were four. Uh, trained bullfighters there that were helping him. And the one thing, God, this is a great story. The one thing that David said that this young man was told is this. That bull has four legs and you have two. And you will never outrun him. And so when you see that thing coming, you don't turn tail and run the other way. You face him. And at the last moment when he's coming at you, you turn your body because he's coming full-blown and, and fast, and he doesn't have the ability to turn when he's running that hard. He said, so you head, out, you head him off, look at him eyeball to eyeball, and at the last moment, then you move. Now, I don't, I, I've never been in a ring with a, as a bullfighter. That's just what David Howard told me. So... They're training there's about five of them that are training and this 17 year old kid he gets scared and he sees that big old bull coming and what does he do turns tail and run they told him there, there was only one there was one thing that they they emphasized over and over and over and over and over and over again do not run from the bull and he ran so fast from the bull that the other bullfighters couldn't catch up to him and help him and distract the bull. And that bull hit him and broke his back. 17-year-old kid, laying flat with a broken back. Why? Because he didn't do what he was told. See, they can train him all day long. I can tell you these kind of things all day long. The Word can tell you stuff all day long. I can tell you. Those, those bullfighters, David said that those bullfighters showed these guys videos of how that bull can, he doesn't, when he's running that fast, he doesn't have the ability to go, Err, it's not like the cartoons, and he's going to go this way. He just, he runs right past him. And all you got to do is just get out of the way. But you'll never do that if you don't face him to watch what his next what his move is and which way he's going to that he's coming at you 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 got to face him down. And it's just like the devil. It's just like the devil. He he appears to be really fast and when we get a scared when we get a scareded <laughs> when we get a scareded because of things that are going on and we turn tail and run I'm telling you he'll whip you every single time. You know why? Because he's the author of fear. And, and he's led by fear, and he controls fear. And, and, and the evidence that is really not true, he convinces that it is as we're running, as we get afraid, as we start mouthing all kinds of things, as we put stuff out there instead of in the moment. What does God's word say? And when you begin to speak the word and you face the devil off and you face fear off, then you turn. I mean, uh, David's telling me this over the phone, so I just imagine, you know, that maybe the bullfighter's not as calm as I thought, you know, but he's staring the guy down, and I just had this vision that he just kind of moved this way. You know, he just moves one way, left or right. And and either way, it's a great story. Uh, And it's a story of how we gotta deal with the devil and give the devil no place to operate in our life. Right, but, but I'm telling you, after 39 years, I thought things like this would get easier. They're not easier. They're just more rewarding. It doesn't get easier to face fear. You know why? Because, because the depth of darkness that we deal with, the surface things, are one thing but the deep stuff is something else and there are times when you face things in life that it seems like you know i don't know if i, I don't know if i, I feel like i'm have a panic attack oh my gosh i'm going to you know all kinds of things that will affect your physical body when you allow fear to do that and listen listen fear has gotten the best of the best did you hear what i said i said fear has gotten the best of the best of people that walk by faith. So don't think you're in some category that you know, you're disqualified and you're a loser because you gave in to fear. No, 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 no. Just don't quit. Just keep going. Just keep getting back up. You know, if, if, you're, if you're training, you know, we're, we're, we're all in training to be bullfighters. And okay so let's just say you didn't run but you tripped and fell. Should I take that? Okay. I got to turn that off. Got it? So let's just say you're facing it and you turn And you trip and fall. Okay, at least you didn't get hit. Hmm? Because if that bull's running past you, you got time to get up and do it again. And do it again. And do it again. And do it again. And if it's 395 times, do it on 396. And again. And again. And just stay with it until you win. See, once God reveals to you what the fear is... That doesn't mean in two weeks that all the, all the effects of that fear are gone in your life. There's, it's impossible. There's, it's just what she said. There's no way. It's not. So, what I'm sharing with you tonight is exposing something I think in a lot of people's minds that deliverance is just a one time thing. It's not, it's day to day. I'll tell you what. One of the five times was an issue I had to deal with about loving somebody. And I was afraid that I was going to have to love them. And they hurt me. And I didn't want to love them. And I was afraid. And it was deep. It wasn't one of those surface things. And it didn't, it didn't surface in my life until I got to the place that I'd walk through a number of different things in my life where God could actually speak that to me and tell me that had to be dealt with. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, but the, the longer I've gone, that, that's the way God talks to me now. Bert, you're going to deal with it. Or we're not going nowhere. You're not going to advance. Things aren't going to happen in your life. Nothing's going to increase the way you're wanting to see it increase if you won't deal with this thing. And you know how I, how I have learned to do it is step by step, day to day, when the opportunity to not love and do what right, what, what's right is, is right before me and I'm faced with it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the opposite of what my flesh, what my senses try to tell me that I should do. And the more I do the opposite of it, what happens? I'm training myself for that to become the norm. See, because my flesh has been trained to not love, to be ugly, to, to take offense, to hold bitterness and grudges and those kind of things. And, and our flesh, is learn, we, we've learned to do that. Well, you're not going to unlearn that. If it took you your whole life to learn how to do that, you're not going to unlearn that in two weeks. You're going to practice day by day. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has liberated and made you free has got to become more real to you than the law of sin and death that you were trained by. And if you were born into this world system, you've been trained one way or another by the law of sin and death. It's out there. The, The effects and the contaminations of that are out there, and it affects our soul, and that's where the darkness comes from, and fear is the root to all darkness. All of it. Amen? So, I've got to read two more scriptures and then I'm going to pray. And I know it's already three after eight, so I've got to run through these. Uh, Just two passages. 1 John 4, first. 1 John 4. And uh, verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear. There is no fear in what? Love. So if there is no fear in love, but there is fear in in my conscience, then that means I need to be busy loving. Right? And, and the way I learn how to love is I, I read and I confess and I memorize the characteristics of love in 1 Corinthians 13. And I go over those. And, and I realize that love is kind, but in darkness in my soul, I'm not right? Love is patient, but in my unrenewed mind, I'm not. So the more I practice the characteristics of the love of God, what happens? The next verse says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love or perfected or developed love casts out fear. One translation says all fear. Everybody say all fear. Because fear involves what? Torment. Who in the world wants to stay tormented in their mind? I don't want to be tormented. I don't want to be afraid of people, things, situations that I can't control. I, I don't want to be afraid of lack or or abundance. I don't want to be afraid of sickness and disease, or I don't want to be afraid of healthy. You know, I know people, I know people that are healthy, and and they go around all the time knocking on wood. Well, I'm healthy, but you know, I'm just one sickness away from being taken out. No, no, we, 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 that's fear. So you can be he- you can be afraid of health. People think that you're people get afraid of like having cancer or dying of cancer, but you can be healthy and be afraid of it. Well, I don't want to be too healthy because then something bad could happen. No, that's fear. It's all fear. It's torment, 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 torment. He said. Fear involves torment, but perfected, developed love casts out all fear. But he who fears has what? Not been perfected in love. So what do we have to do? We have to be perfected in love. Perfected love, developed love, mature love, love that is being being developed on a day-to-day basis is what casts fear away. And I'll just tell you this. you, You can take my word or whatever, but fear doesn't leave any other way. It doesn't leave any other way. And man, do you and I have opportunities every day to not love. Hmm? Sometimes upwards of 50 to 75 times a day, probably. <laughs> but you have opportunity not to walk in love. And if you don't develop it, and you don't work it, then fear stays. And what's and what's fear the root to? Darkness. So if darkness stays in the soul, then the light that is in you, which is Christ Jesus, is darkened. And that light stays darkened so that it can't release And cause you to become everything God created you to be. Amen? Isaiah 54, and I'll end with this. And I want to read this out of the message. Isaiah 54. And verse 14. And this is you today. And I'm going to ask you, after I read this, to stand up. I want you to come stand up here if I can have some hosts stand behind the people as I pray for them um, we're, we're not going to take a long time to do this but if this is you and this is what you're wanting what I'm fixing to read right here you say "Yep, yeah, that's me that's what I want right there I'm not talking about you can just relate to the things that I said yeah yeah I know about all that fear stuff. no no I'm not talking about that There's no seriousness in it, and and you need to come up here in faith believing that fear is a thing of the past in your life, that it has no place in you. This is what it says right here, and I'm reading out of the message. You can go read in another translation. I don't have the time. Verse 14 says, you'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble, nothing to fear, far from terror. It won't even come close. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them. And if any should attack, nothing will come out of it. I create the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also create the destroyer. But no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged, in other words, by God. Nothing has ever been forged. No weapon that's ever been directed towards you came from God. Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best God's decree. God wants the best for your life. And I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you tonight that fear will rob you and keep you from God's best.